Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. So over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so incredibly glad to have you here. I know I just said thank you, but I want to say thank you again. It means so much to have you along for this journey. I hope and pray that something you're hearing today or maybe in other episodes is encouraging you, strengthening you, and more than anything, I hope and pray it is helping you establish a closer walk with Jesus, that it's helping you get out your own Bible and your own journal, preach your own self-sermon straight from the Word of God, and um, that you, again, are just having your walk with Jesus strengthened and deepened as a result of this simple effort. So thank you so much for being a part of this journey. Today we are going to talk about something incredibly um, basic, very, very, very simple, but I really believe that this will help your study time, improve your study time. It was something that was really revolutionary for me when I started reading my Bible and praying, and it's something that I use every day. We're going to talk about how to use a concordance, and this again is so practical, but I really do think it will help you. According to Merriam-Webster, a concordance is an alphabetical index of the principal words in a book of the works of an author with their immediate context. So very simply, a concordance is an alphabetical index. Like I mentioned a few seconds ago, a concordance has been a massive part of my own personal study of the Bible, and I use it nearly every single day. When I first started reading my Bible and praying, I dug out a concordance that I had been given as a graduation gift, and that became a treasure. I used it for years and years and years, probably 12, 13 years, maybe even longer, until I started using Blue Letter Bible, and I do still refer back to it very regularly. But just how I would read until a verse jumped off the page at me and I would write it down. I did the same thing with words. I would read until a, a word made me curious and I would look it up in the concordance and look back to the original Hebrew or Greek. And so many times the original uh, meaning of the word would minister to me so deeply. And this really just helped bring the Bible to life for me. Helped um, just, yeah, keep Bible reading and prayer so fresh. And it's been something that I use, again, almost daily, use a concordance almost every single day. And so I would really like to encourage you to use a concordance along with your Bible reading and prayer time. Um, a concordance, again, is essentially an index of every single word in alphabetical order from the King James Version of the Bible. The Strong's Exhaustive Concordance was written by James Strong, compiled by James Strong, and his team, and it was originally published in 1890. It included a Hebrew and Chaldee dictionary and a Greek dictionary, and he gave very simple definitions 
Um, he said he just wanted students to have a quick and simple way to look up words and have a general idea of their meaning. He said that he based his lexicons on the work of several of his contemporaries, including Genesius, Brown, Driver, Briggs, um, and those are both available on Blue Letter Bible as well. I do use them. We'll talk about them in just a second. Also, Thayer's um, is a lexicon for the New Testament, which I use a lot. In a paper concordance, and I do think every student of the Word of God should have a paper concordance. It is such a handy tool. But you're going to find a single word, um, or every single word, that's in the King James listed out in alphabetical order. Under the entry for each word, you're going to find every single use of that English word listed. So if you look up mercy, you'll find it, again, alphabetically. Then every single time the word mercy in English is used is listed. Off to the right of the column, there will be a little number. This is the corresponding number to either the Greek or the Hebrew dictionaries, which are the second half of the concordance. And so you can use that little number Go to, again, either the Hebrew or Greek and look up the meaning. And so you'll find um, the original word in either Hebrew or Greek, the way it's pronounced along with the number, and then you'll find a very simple definition. Then there will be a colon. This is important to note because the definition comes before the colon. After the colon is the way that that particular Hebrew or Greek word was translated in the King James. So there might be 10 words. That's 10 different ways that particular Hebrew or Greek word was translated in the King James Version of the Bible. So very important to note that those aren't definitions. Those are ways it was translated. That's if you're using a paper concordance. Now when it comes to Blue Letter Bible, this is a little tricky to just verbally tell you, but I'm going to walk you through the steps. You can get out your app as we go through this, or you can get out your app after you listen. But you can um, search every single use of an English word. You can go down to, there's a little magnifying glass on the bottom, and search whichever word you're looking for. It will bring up every time that word is used in the Bible. I will tell you, I'm a massive Blue Letter Bible fan, but I have found that it, it's not always 100% accurate. There's sometimes I know that a, a verse is there that I'm not finding when I search. I'll Google it, I'll find it, um, or I'll go back to my paper concordance and find it. Obviously, it's an app made by humans, and there's a margin error of uh, error. Um, but for the most part, it is very accurate, and I use it again daily. So that's just if you want to search a list of the English words. Now, if you're reading in your regular Bible or you're reading in blue letter, and you want to look up a meaning for a word, you would find that verse in blue letter. You would click on the verse. That is going to take you to a list of study tools. The very first one is called interlinear or concordance. You click on that. That's going to take you to the verse that you were reading. So it will have the whole verse listed out in the original language. Then it's going to have the whole verse listed out in King James, um, which is a very close translation to the original, um, painstakingly translated, trying to do word-for-word translation. Then down below, you're going to see the verse broken down word by word or sometimes phrases. Um, and you will have the option to select the word that you want to study. Now, I usually click REV. It's the second 
button on the little strip above the words, and it will put the English words in order as they appear in the verse on the left-hand column. When you find the word you want to look up, you click on that particular word. That is going to take you to the different study tools for that particular word. So I hope that that's clear and easy to follow. So you're going to see, once you get there, you're going to see um, the pronunciation. You can listen to the audio of how it's pronounced. You'll see an outline of biblical usage. I usually skip over this, um, though there is sometimes useful information there. Then you're going to see Strong's, what, just what you would see if you opened up a paper concordance right below that. Now again, Strong's is meant to give you just a very basic definition. I have been preferring to look down to the study tools, the lexicons and the concordances listed below, which again are Brown, Driver, Briggs, um, Genesius for the Old Testament and Thayer's for the New Testament. They're going to give you a more specific definition to the verse that you are actually looking that word up in. So if you're in Brown, Driver, Briggs, or Thayer's, there's a little option that says jump to scripture reference, and it will take you down to a listing of every single verse that has a definition. You can select that verse, and it will take you to the definition for that particular word. Again, this is a little difficult without visual aids to explain, but you'll be able to figure it out. So, 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 so interesting. Um, you're going to notice that the very last thing after, down below uh, Brown Driver Briggs or Thayer's and then Genesius, you're going to see a listing of every single time the original word was used. So say that one particular Greek or Hebrew word was translated as seven different English words, you're going to see below that a listing of the original word. And you'll see the verse, the entire verse listed out with the little Greek or Hebrew number off to the right of it, and you'll be able to see all the ways it was translated. This really just helps shed so much light on the scripture, on the text. So I would encourage you, if you're not currently using a concordance, along with your Bible reading time, your study time, get one out. Just look look into it a little bit. Sometimes um, it's kind of what you'd expect. It's very, you know, you the word means what you thought it was going to mean. There's other times where I'm like, wow, I would have never thought that that's what that was going to mean. And it just really, again, shines light on the word of God. And just a reminder, I am not a scholar. I'm not a theologian. I'm just a woman who's had an experience that's helped me learn to dig treasures out of the Word of God, to learn to mine its depths. I've learned to let God squeeze comfort out of the pages of the Bible onto my soul. Yesterday I sat, I read Genesis um, chapter 45 where Joseph reveals himself to his brothers. And I wept and wept and wept. It was so beautiful, the detail enclosed in that chapter, the details of the conversation, the details of the emotions of people's responses. It was just so beautiful. And this has just been such a, the word of God has been such a gift in my life. I cannot even tell you how much it means to me. And I've learned to preach sermons to myself. I've learned to declare truth to my soul, to my flesh, no matter how I feel. 
And so, again, when I'm sharing these things about a concordance, it's not some deep scholarly insight. It's just this is a little tool that's helped me in my walk with God, helped me learn to just, again, keep the Word of God fresh and alive. It's so deep and so rich, and it's helped me dig out treasure out of it. Today, I'm going to share an unedited entry called A Tough Spot. I will tell you it feels a little repetitive, but just a reminder, this is an unedited entry. It's just a little thought that God used to encourage me, and so many times he just encourages me as I'm writing, and it's like, this is a listing of different people in the Bible, and it was like story after story just coming to my mind. So I pray that it encourages you too. And so without further ado, today's unedited entry called A Tough Spot. The other day... I was talking to Jesus while I was getting ready and I said, it's just a tough spot to be in as it relates to some aspects of the current season. Immediately I felt him say, Joseph was in a tough spot in prison too. I was in a tough spot in the garden. Okay, point taken. Over the last few days, that concept has reoccurred in my mind with other biblical characters trailing along behind. I know I write so often along these lines, but it is truly those stories on the pages of the Word that have encouraged me time and again. Everyone has tough spots, and it is usually the tight confines of those places that make and define people of God. Noah was in a tough spot building a massive boat when no one had ever seen rain. Abraham was in a tough spot holding a dagger over his promise. Job was in a tough spot following the loss of ten children and all his material possessions. Jacob was in a tough spot wrestling a man until the breaking of the day. Joseph was in a tough spot sitting in an undeserved prison cell. Jochebed was in a tough spot as she dropped a little reed basket into the Nile. Moses was in a tough spot as he stood at the bank of the Red Sea. Joshua and Caleb were in a tough spot as they heard the words of the ten conflicting reports. Gideon was in a tough spot with a pitcher, a battle, and 300 men. Ruth was in a tough spot, leaving behind all to walk with Naomi into an uncertain future. Hannah was in a tough spot, praying for her heart's desire in the temple. Samuel was in a tough spot, pouring oil over David's head while Saul was yet on the throne. David was in tough spot after tough spot, a javelin whizzing past him, Saul asleep on the floor of the cave, facing Goliath. Tough spots were a feature on repeat in his life. Abigail was in a tough spot as her foolish husband turned David and his hungry men away. The widow of Zarephath was in a tough spot when Elijah said, Make me first a little cake. Elijah was in a tough spot as he poured buckets of water over his offering. The four lepers were in a tough spot as they walked toward the camp of the Assyrians. Hezekiah was in a tough spot as Sennacherib's ambassador persisted on a brutalizing propaganda campaign. Joash, Josiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah all had tough spots. Daniel was in a tough spot as he fell to the floor of the lion's den. Esther was in a tough spot as she spoke the words, If I perish, I perish. Ezra and Nehemiah were in tough spots as they asked for permissions to go back and rebuild their beloved Jerusalem. Joseph was in a tough spot as the angel said, Fear not to take unto thee, marry thy wife. Jesus was in a tough spot as he faced the devil, tate a tate in the wilderness, and sweat, as it were, great drops of blood in the garden. 
John the Baptist was in a tough spot as he sat in a prison cell asking for confirmation that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. The disciples were in a tough spot as the waves threatened to capsize their boat and they frantically asked Jesus, Carest thou not that we perish? The woman caught in the act of adultery was in a tough spot as she was thrust at Jesus' feet. Mary was in a tough spot watching life fade from the body of her precious son. Mary Magdalene was in a tough spot as she went to anoint the body of the one who had changed her life. Peter was in a tough spot as he went back to his fishing nets. The early Christians were in a tough spot as they faced the persecution that caused them to scatter from Jerusalem. Stephen was in a tough spot as he prayed, Father, forgive them, with stones hurled his way. Paul was in a tough spot, like David, on many occasions. Let over a wall in a basket, a snake hanging off his hand on Malta, a Philippian jail with Silas. Many disciples were in tough spots, boiled in oil, beheaded, torn to shreds in the Colosseum. John the Revelator was in a tough spot, exiled on the Isle of Patmos. But, one big giant but, not one single person of faith, real, true, genuine faith, was ever destroyed by a tough spot, no matter how tough. When it comes to tough spots, we have options. Will we get bitter or choose joy? Will we be dominated by fear of the future or walk in trust of a God who sees it all? Will we have a pity party or a praise session? Will we be crippled by negative emotions and live in hostility, envy, regret, and anger? Or will we see this tough spot as a thing God can use to make us sweeter and softer? Will we shut down the door to our heart and access we've given God to it? Or will we seek in uncertainty? Will we look through the lens of gratitude or ingratitude? Will we quit or keep on keeping on? The answer to these questions determines the effect of tough spots in our lives. When it comes to tough spots, faith is proven. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. When you come to tough spots and you don't turn around, don't give up, don't give in, you come out better on the other side of tough spots. Faith is proven when we forgive and worship and hold on and press forward and stay the course and cling to Jesus in tough spots. Granted, tough spots vary on the tough spectrum, but whether it is exceedingly tough or just a little bit baby tough, this very spot is an opportunity to grow. Tough will test our mettle, and as a little plaque in our house growing up used to say, when the going gets tough, the tough get tougher. And if you're in a tough spot, you're in good company. God has regularly used tough spots to toughen up his people, to position his people, and ultimately to prepare them for calling and purpose. The previously mentioned list proves it. Pick the right attitudes, clutch your faith with a death grip, and remember, you're in a tough spot, but you're a tough cookie. XOXO So today, just a friendly reminder to dig into the Word of God with a concordance. It's a great study tool, and it's really, truly going to enrich your Bible reading time, your Bible study time. And if you're in a tough spot, just hang on. God is going to use this tough spot to grow you, to refine your character, to produce resilience, and so much more. And it is so often in tough spots that we learn him, that we draw close to him like we wouldn't in the easy places of life. 
And so thank you again so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit MegUnedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is Unedited. This is for you. Happy, 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 happy Saturday.